uh, we have a an extraordinarily busy day today. All the news that's going on. Also, Bill O'Reilly, Nick Apollo is going to be with us. Uh, and uh, big news breaking out of Virginia today as well. First, uh, let me tell you about our Spotlight sponsor. It's Keeps. If you are losing your hair, you don't have to uh, anymore. Keeping your hair uh, is is something that, like, I don't think women understand, and I feel bad for women because I don't think anybody talks about the women whose hair starts to thin and, and fall out, and that's just got to be horrible because um, it's bad for men, and we all know we're going bald when we're kids. So snap a few pictures of your hair, and a doctor is going to review everything and recommend the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment for you, and it's shipped discreetly to your door. You just go online, answer a few questions, send in the pics, and you've got it. Losing your hair sucks, but you can do something about it. 66% of the men experience hair regrowth thanks to Keeps. That's Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save, and you'll save 50% off your first uh, order. It's Keeps.com slash save the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment our ukraine special ukraine the final piece was trending at number two last night on Twitter during the uh, special and uh, thereafter. And we'd like to keep that going. Today, uh, I want to take your phone calls if you saw the special last night. Uh, I'm going to open up the phones now. It is Friday, 888-727-BECK. The information that we presented last night is uh, being delivered this morning to Senator Grassley, who is already beginning to look into Joe Biden uh, and Hunter Biden for a completely different reason than than political reasons. As we showed you last night, Hunter Biden is the key to unlock what I believe may be the largest money laundering scheme ever and the key to Obama's secret war. Uh, I believe that there is there was a war with Russia that we were funding in Ukraine. And that what that is really what they're hiding. The, you know, three million dollars from Hunter Biden is only the key to unlock that door. And we'll take your phone calls and talk about that and so much more of the news of the week in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Did I mention it's Friday? You wake up in the dead of night, someone's broken into your house, you can hear them moving around, you tiptoe down the hall, the baseball bat you keep beside the head, uh, beside the bed is raised high. You keep a baseball bat, probably because you live in New York. I just carry a gun. But they're in the kitchen. You come around slowly around the corner, and he's there, facing the refrigerator, drinking your milk, right out of the jug. You say, turn around slowly, and he does. His eyes widen, your eyes widen. Romney. If you don't want Romney in the Senate or drinking your milk, uh, I would recommend the voting booth. But if you don't want Romney uh, in your home, may I recommend Simply Safe? Simply Safe state of the art system and 24 hour round the clock monitoring is not only easy to set up. 
In fact, they can set it up for you if you want, but it's also really, really affordable, and there are no contracts. For 50 cents a day, should you choose, you can have the peace of mind that comes with having the best security system out there with someone monitoring it and calling the police should Romney show up. So go to simplysafebeck.com and get a free Simply Safe security camera. Normally $100. Orders yours today and you get it free. It'll help you capture crucial evidence for the police and get uh, the police car there 350% uh, faster than any other regular uh, home alarm. It's only with Simply Safe. Go to simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Oh, hello, America. It's Friday, and what a week it has been. I don't, I can't think of another week in my lifetime besides, you know, things like 9-11, where so many things were going on that were of great historic significance. We haven't even, we haven't, we haven't even gotten really this week to the coronavirus, we haven't had a chance to even talk about the locusts. So we got a plague and the locust coming, and it is a week of biblical proportion news here in America. Uh, and then last night, we did a special uh, uh, called Ukraine, the final piece. And Stu has been working on his, his own show for the last few weeks, trying to get that ready for its debut next week. Uh, and uh, so has not been involved in this special at all. And I'm dying to hear what you thought watching it at home last night. I mean, it was a lot of, I had never heard any of it. So, uh, and that means not just from hearing you talk about it around the office, but I mean, from Anywhere. the media, yeah. I mean, that's really where I should be hearing things like this. Yeah. Um, you had documents that I've never seen before uh, and uh, evidence of, uh, of really a totally different thing. I mean, uh, you know, totally, totally. different uh, scenario when it comes to not only Hunter Biden, but back to the Obama administration more specifically. So what do you think of the theory? Because I have, th there, when you come down to it, there are only two solutions uh, that are plausible according to the evidence. What what we showed you last night was documents from Latvia that named Hunter Biden as part of a money laundering scheme that was going on in Ukraine. And so we unpacked that once we got that document from Latvia uh, early in December, we started really digging in and following the money and said, don't uh, we don't don't try to tie this into anything. Just follow the money and let's see. About six weeks ago, four weeks ago, something like that, um, uh, my chief researcher, Jason, he came in and he said, Glenn, let me lay a scenario out for you. Let me just tell you. And uh, I said, this is Iran-Contra. There's a secret war. And he, he went, yes, I didn't think I'd be the only one that saw that. <laughs> and I said, find everything you can. So we started really looking into that. And I truly believe that Obama was running a secret war unbeknownst to Congress. Congress was asking him, fund them, give them money, give them arms. Ukraine. Uh, yeah, Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't do it. He was sending blankets. But my theory is 
he was he didn't want to be known as a war hawk. He didn't want to be, but he started a war uh, and funded the military and did it through the wor- the worst people. Burisma is only important because the guy from Burisma also is the largest shareholder and the founder of a bank called Pravat Bank. Pravat Bank is one of the chief money laundering dirty banks in the world, and it's there in Ukraine. The guy who owns it and, uh, and is, is uh, the founder of it is this oligarch. And when you think oligarch, I want you to think Tony Soprano. This oligarch... Um, a much more wealthy... Tony Soprano. Yes, much more. Would not be comfortable in middle class New Jersey. No, 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 he wouldn't. Um, However, he is just as brutal as Tony Soprano. This guy has been nailed for uh, hiring people to cut his competitors' heads off with chainsaws. Okay, he's not a good guy. No way, shape, or form. This is the guy that Hunter Biden was working for. And this is the guy that, uh, for some reason, Joe Biden gave a visa and cleaned up his record and basically said to the world, he's okay, he's open for business, he can come to America, we're leaving him alone. We gave Tony Soprano the U.S. seal of approval. Yes. To do that makes absolutely no sense, especially if you're only looking for money. Okay, why would you do that? Why would you do that? There's something else. Why would uh, Joe Biden and uh, and John Kerry take and lobby while he's cleaning up this guy's record and making him, you know, uh, great for all of the fine boardrooms and uh, and in business with anybody he wants to do business with while he's doing that? They're also lobbying for $1.8 billion. Now, this $1.8 billion, we have no idea where it is. The last time we saw it was in Pravat Bank. We deliver it to this guy's bank, and then it's laundered. And we can show you where the money went up to a point, and then it's just snarled, and only really Congress and the power of the Treasury maybe, maybe can unsnarl that knot. We may not ever be able to know exactly where it went, but I contend it went to buy guns and tanks and weapons and paying for military expenses with Russia. And the reason why I say that is because the State Department was totally fine with this 1.8 just disappearing. Nobody wants to look into it. That's why Shokin was fired. No one wants to look into this except the Ukrainian prosecutors who wouldn't know what the Obama administration and what the president, uh, the former president of Ukraine, had agreed to. As soon as that $1.8 billion is being negotiated, the president of Ukraine decides, hey, the guy with the chainsaws, I'm going to make him governor of a huge area there, right where the war is happening with Russia. And he puts him in charge as the governor of that territory. And what is he known as now? As the guy who was the main funder for the war against Russia. 
That's how they know him in besides the chainsaw guy. They also know him as a guy who funded all of the military in Ukraine. And it should be noted because you mentioned he's, you know, Obama started a war. I mean, it was a defensive war. They were being attacked, right? I mean, Russia is coming after Ukraine in this scenario. And what you're talking about here as well is that this was a war that many people in the United States, including Congress, including, you know, Donald Trump, right, want Ukraine to win. Yes. They want them to be able to defend themselves against Russia. I have no problem sending arms over to the Ukrainians. I have no problem with that. My problem is, is that Congress Congress needs to know. There's a process here. Needs to know. You don't lose Mm -hmm. $1.8 billion to an oligarch that is a guy who's chopping heads off with chainsaws. No. Okay? So he either took that money. We know that went through all of his shell corporations. So we know he ended up as the banker. He's the guy who had the 1.8. Now, what he did with it, he either bought a whole buttload of Bugattis, and then he used his money to finance the war, or he used our money to finance the war. Now, again, you can be for a strong defense and for sending arms over uh, to uh, Ukraine, but you do it the right way. Here's what here's I just want to show this. We've showed this in our third special on Hydra. We showed you that this this idea that the State Department has of these secret wars was really hatched in Egypt. Egypt was the first time they had really used social media and social training uh, of these revolutionaries. We did. We did. Then what? What's next? Libya. We destabilize Libya. We run arms to the Libyan rebels in Libya to overthrow Saddam Hussein. Then you have Benghazi. What was Benghazi? Benghazi, we now know, was a drug, I mean, a gun running operation into Syria. So we were arming the rebels in Syria that turned out to be ISIS. They learned their lesson. I can hear this. No, we've already done this. We've learned. We got it. We got it. We got it now. We know how to do it. This is another gun-running operation akin to Benghazi, Libya, Egypt, all of these things. And if the State Department isn't stopped, this is the way your wars are going to be fought. In your name, with your money, and without your knowledge. You know, I, I saw this when I first, I was so angry. Because the Democrats have been saying Donald Trump was colluding with Russia. Donald Trump was colluding with Russia. Donald Trump didn't have to collude with Russia. Donald Trump, of course they wanted Donald Trump to win. You were fighting a secret proxy war against them with real guns. Of course. And of course they're doing secret stuff to try to disrupt our news and uh, our government and our elections. Of course they are. I mean, I've always just thought, yeah, they're doing it because it's Russia and we're their enemy. No, we were in an actual hot war. Now, you can keep these things from the American people, but you don't think that Putin also knew what Latvia was telling uh, Ukraine? You don't think that the Russians could tie this together, that this giant oligarch just saw in the paper that he got... Uh, $1.8 billion into his bank, and then he's 
He's the guy building the army. You don't think he can figure that out? Of course he can figure that out. We're at war with Russia. Did you know that? I mean, they've been saying, well, no. First of all, Obama was saying, hey, they want their policy. They want, the 80s want their policy back. While he's doing this, he's saying that. And then they're saying, well, Russia is just a really bad place. And Russia's doing all these things. I actually understand a little bit. It's not about Putin. Putin is way worse than anybody I think we've ever had. Uh, he is one of the worst people in the, in in the alive today on the planet. He's a brutal, cold-blooded killer. But I can see why President Trump at one point said, you know, well, we've done a lot of stuff too. This is what he may have been talking about. Of course, Putin is striking out at us. We're killing their people while smiling and saying, no, we didn't have anything to do with that. How duplicitous. That's not America. This stuff is being delivered to uh, Senator Grassley's office today. We have all of the documents. We have the whole thing. I can't get that not unsnarled. That's going to take the Treasury Department and, and the FBI and everybody else to try to unsnarl it. But they can call witnesses. They can start doing investigations with all of the people in the State Department and the Obama administration that were involved. In a minute, I'm going to play some audio from John Kerry. He was just out in Iowa when we saw this, when he was filling in for um, uh, Biden. He was talking to some people in, in Iowa. This didn't make the news here, but it sure made the news over in Ukraine. And when we saw it, we thought he's just admitted it. And I'll play that for you in one minute. So are you a liberal whose face has fallen so many times in the past few weeks that the skin on it is starting to sag? Are you conservative, maybe, who's got the same problem going on from smiling too much lately? Well, you wouldn't have thought politics could literally get under your skin, but you'd be wrong. Fortunately, Chamonix, as usual, is right on time with the cure for your woes. Including, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's called Genucel RH. Genucel RH delivers next-generation retinol anti-aging effects with zero redness or irritation. Chamonix is leading the industry once again with Genucel RH because it's taking all those aging signs and giving them the boot, even if politics From is the long. cause. And from a limited time, it is free when you order GenuCell jawline treatment and for results in 12 hours or less. You also get the GenuCell immediate effects free with your order. Make this year the year you say goodbye to those pesky signs of aging with GenuCell RH. Go to 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Order the jawline treatment now and you get the GenuCell RH and GenuCell immediate effects absolutely free. Call or go online now, 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. 10-second break for Station ID. Uh, I, uh, I want you to go and watch the special and please, um, I'm going to give you, um, some information about my show coming up a little while. It's just low on the totem pole today, but we're changing the way I do my television show because of you, the, the subscribers of blaze TV, 
You have um, come out in droves to support these specials and to support us. And uh, we are going to focus all of our research materials not on the day-to-day anymore. There's just too much. It's overwhelming. We can't break down things and really give you the insight we need to in uh, if we're doing it every single day. I'm still going to be doing uh, the 5 o'clock show with uh, the news and why it matters that's going to be expanded. I might as well just tell you all of it now. Um, we still will be doing the radio and the podcast, and I'll do a special show on Wednesday. Uh, on Wednesday, one hour special like these specials <clears throat> every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern uh, on Blaze TV, and then uh, a special uh, show just for Blaze subscribers on Friday as well, which is the recap of the week. But we we really need to um, we really need to concentrate our resources on really exposing things that nobody else is exposing. Um, last night we did the final piece, please. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on my Facebook page, or you can watch it if you're a blaze subscriber, by the way, if you subscribe now, you can get 20% off. Just use the promo code GB 20 off at blaze tv.com slash Glenn. All right, let me play this John Kerry. This is John Kerry on the campaign trail stumping for Joe Biden. And he's asked about the firing of Shokin. Listen to his answer. I will tell you, because as Secretary of State, I was deeply involved in this. All of us in the administration were trying to get rid of that prosecutor. From Obama to the Secretary of State to the Vice President, all of us were working on that. The ambassador, and and we knew if Ukraine was going to survive and win the revolution in the end, the Maidan, they had to get rid of that prosecutor, and they did. Whoa! I thought you got rid of him because he was corrupt. Everyone, highest levels, he stated, the president, me, the ambassador, the vice president, all of us knew if Ukraine was going to win the revolution, we had to get rid of that prosecutor. Why? Why? Because he was focusing too much energy on Burisma and Pravat Bank and that would hurt the war effort somehow or is it because he was looking into what we tracked down the obvious money trail to a guy who's building the army for ukraine with our money which by the way that 1.8 that was to bail out their banks that's what they said they needed the money for how does that make you feel is the Glenbeck program. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, interest rates are close to a 3-year low right now, and you know what that means? That means if you've been in a mortgage for 3 years or more, it's time to take a hard look at the data and see if maybe a refi is right for you. There is nobody better to help you with this than American Financing. This is a family-owned business with dedicated mortgage consultants who are not in it for the bank, but they're in it for you. In the course of a 10-minute phone call, that's all it takes, they're going to be able to take and, and look at your situation and listen to you and determine whether or not a refi is the right move for you. But not only that, they can help you with an initial loan as well. So maybe you're looking to buy that house or you're not sure you're going to be able to afford the mortgage rate. American Financing can help you. Never any pressure. 
uh, the only thing that they really offer I see is solutions, and they do it quickly so you move on with your life, and they'll save you a buttload of money. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440. Go to AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Ukraine, the final piece, the billion-dollar question, is available. BlazeTV.com, if you use the code GB20OFF, you'll save 20 bucks off your subscription. We have Nick DiPaolo on with us. Yeah. Hi, it's Friday, Nick. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you doing, Glenn? I'm tired. Good <laughs> heavens, man. What a week this has been. Yeah, you had to cover some serious stuff. I'm so lucky I'm a comedian to a podcast. <laughs> well, that's what I was kind of can... hoping, that you paid attention to all this stuff and you had something funny to say, because it was, uh, man, this has been a relentless week. Well, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great week. It I has. just I I have to meet Trump. I just him at the prayer breakfast holding up the paper like the guy in cheers at yeah. the end we win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sticking it right in Pelosi's face. She is the most evil. I always thought Hillary was the most evil person on the planet. She has jumped her for me. She is just you know, an I, intolerant, I hate petulant to use- little I hate to use the word evil when uh, the pranks are so uh, third grade. I mean, evil is a little smarter than Nancy Pelosi. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> evil wins from time to time, and uh, she hasn't. She has not been on a winning streak lately, at all. She should. She should manage the Mets. She's <laughs> just. Uh, they uh, Didn't you love the perp walk when they were walking out, Marsha Blackburn? Oh, I didn't got see that. T- oh, she, yeah, Marsha Blackburn got to. Have the sergeant at arms escort him out. Just a line of losers. I think Jerry Nadler was crying. Adam Schiff was pouting. Just a line of losers going out there. It was beautiful. It, was, it reminded me of a few good men I, when they arrested uh, Nicholson at the end. Put the cuffs on Kendrick, you know? I, you know what? I, uh, we did a special last night, Nick, that is just mind-boggling. There, there need to be some handcuffs. Uh, and I will tell you this. I think Grassley is on it. Senator Grassley and uh, Senator Johnson are are uh, working on uh, the investigation and working on um, uh, subpoenas for Hunter Biden, and they are going after the money laundering. I, I think this thing's about to crack open. And it's good, because the first, first time in three and a half years, I feel like the Republicans can play offense and not defense, because the, the Democrats have destroyed themselves. Oh, it's unbelievable. But I'm a little worried about Grassley. He's in his late hundreds, isn't he? Is he going to be around <laughs> I, to bring this well, thing to fruition? Well, he might to be, fruition? yeah. Yeah, I, but, I'm surprised every time you hear his name, you're like, wow, he's still going. Yeah, he's in his... Uh, but, uh, yes, that's the big thing. They're going to get Hunter Biden, follow the money. That's going to be cracked open. But the bigger thing still is the IG report and uh, what the FBI had. They had, you know... Confidential people in Trump's, they weren't officially FBI. They were yeah. in his orbit. Right. Well, when are they saving that for the election, Glenn? I hope so. I mean, how is no, he going to lose this? With the economy, the impeachment? I, I mean, I think like the you said, only they're destroying way, themselves. Did you see that? You, you watched the State of the Union, right? 
I watch the state. Of, I watch Trump anytime. It's like a Netflix special. It's like, you know, I, I love it. It's like a stand-up special. I look forward to it. He, I watched th- every minute of it. That was an amazing speech. I mean, I, I was in the room, and honestly, when he said to the to the woman, you know, that your husband is back and here he is, I literally looked under my chair to see if there was a card underneath that we all won cars. I mean, because that was Oprah Winfrey. The whole thing was like, and you've got a car, and you've got a car. It was, it was intense, but uh, it was a little game showy, but it made it good. Uh, that really showed to me this guy knows how to program a good show. Uh, but I thought it was presidential and great. It was great. And I think he has laryngitis, which he should have all the time. It makes him more presidential. He mm-hmm. kind of... But let me ask you a question. Who wrote who writes the flowery parts of those speeches? That that's not well Trump. No, you know? no, no. He didn't write <laughs> any of that. That was written by what was his name, Stu? Uh, he's the a guy great who wrote spe- the Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> no, he was a great he's a great Sherwood speech Schwartz. So you don't <laughs> uh, so you don't like uh, you didn't like the flowery parts. No, I like it. It just it's weird coming out of Trump's mouth. Yes. You know, I mean, yes. a guy who's a, uh, you know, a building contractor from Queens. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> I just find you can tell the part. I, I know he knows his accomplishments. He's got that in his head and he's a salesman. That comes up naturally. But when he starts saying a better future, the sun is shining. Yeah. Uh, you know, that yeah. stuff makes me laugh. I will, but, I will. I will tell you when he started and he was just going through the economic stats. Um, and oh my that God. F- first half hour, if, if you were just a regular person, you watch the first half hour uh, and a that's the first time you've heard any of those stats. Um, and if you believe those stats, which. I'm only saying that because the media uh, is constantly telling you how bad we are. Uh, yeah. If you look at those stats, I you're right. I don't know how this guy loses unless, you know, uh, they, they, the, the economy falls apart or something, you know, spectacularly bad happens. But the beauty of that with, with him reading all those statistics and how great we're doing is Pelo- the juxtaposition of oh, Pelosi yeah. Tearing up the, sp- in other words, admitting right on camera, I hate this that he's doing so well and the country's doing so well. I hate you people. It was, it, was it not meant. crazy? That was I. I saw that. And I'm like, what is she thinking? And I especially was blame it on. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to blame it on menopause, but she's like 76. Yeah. So, so I, think I, I will. Uh, I, I want to ask you about uh, Iowa because this has just been a devastating week for you had Nancy Pelosi of the State of the Union, you had Iowa where. Joe Biden is just done, and you still don't have the final count. Uh, you have, uh, uh, after that, the impeachment. It, he's acquitted. This couldn't have been a worse week for the Democrats. I said that to my producer. I said, the Democrats were like Glenn Beck in the 80s when he was on drugs. He finally hit bottom. <laughs> Wait, that's what you said to your producer? Uh, right no, I didn't. I, I said I didn't use your name, but I yeah. said it's like a, somebody who, a drug addict who hits bottom. I don't think they're at I the just, bottom yet. Well, I don't how, think well, no, you're right. When the stuff comes out about Obama spying on, uh, that's when they're at the bottom. I'm waiting for that. I know this stuff is, uh, the you know, uh, I'm waiting for, I, I want to see somebody arrested. Yeah. Glenn, I want to see Comey arrested. Well, but the problem is the guy that the, they put in charge of, uh, looking into the FISA court stuff is the guy who was the agent that said, this is ridiculous. You can trust the FISA court. Uh, you know, none of this is, is true. This is all made up stuff about Carter page. 
That guy is in charge of the investigation. Now, who's that? Oh, you'd Which ask guy me for is a that? name. What's, do you Not know Rob his name? Ray. No, 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 no. Um, I don't know his name, but I can look it up for you. Uh, but, but he is the guy who was making all of the excuses for the Obama administration with FISA court, and now he's the guy that they put in charge of investigating it. And it's, it's ridiculous. It's yeah, but a, we, got the, we got the Durham report coming. Yes, we do. Right? And we don't know what's in that yet. And hopefully, I mean, I, everything I have heard is that, uh, that uh, Barr is coming down like a bag of bricks. Uh, and the reports that are coming out this spring or summer are, are going to clean house. I've, I've also heard um, talk that there are some big replacements coming in some of these communities. We'll leave it at that. Uh, and uh, Trump is interested in cleaning house really cleaning house and that would be fantastic yeah i i do i think they're saving this i think uh the timing's perfect i mean th- th- this is going to be a, a historic landslide in 2020 unless like be. you said it could like, be. Like, yeah but i i, I mean how are you going to screw up this economy what are you gonna i mean come on well coronavirus which oh i had that good. You I had... took two Advil PM. I knocked it right out of my system. <laughs> Please. Okay. Well, so I'm so sick of hearing. I, you know, my whole life, uh, SARS was supposed to kill me. There's right. been about 18 of these things. I'm sorry. China, there's how many people in China have it? Three, uh, 600 or something? That's like no, 11 help. people over here. Right. <laughs> it, there's a trillion Chinese. That's right. like a, a 0.01%. I'm right. not nervous. I, I, don't have a summer, I don't have a summer home in Hu Huang anymore. Right. I get rid of my pet. Did you see where that originated? From some exotic animals. Yeah, no, they, they what... think it was bat soup. Bat soup? Don't tell me that. I love bat soup. <laughs> I, had that in, I had that at Applebee's like two weeks ago. Right. Yeah, they there's... had a bat soup happy hour. Uh, Don't even tell me that. <laughs> you can get the wings deep fried with the soup. It's, yeah, it's really uh, good oh my stuff. God. Bat yeah. soup? Have you had bat soup? Uh, no, I mean, it's... it's why? Why? I mean, we. This is some things that we just need to tell people. And one, I didn't think we needed to say this, but don't eat the bats, okay? Don't eat the bats. I had a when I lived in New York and Westchester, I had a big stone house by a pond, and I had a couple incidents. Bats got in my house. I was reduced to a twelve-year-old girl. One of them chased me around <laughs> my kitchen and touched the back of my neck. Glenn, I screamed like a little girl. <laughs> Oh, I know. And, and then I got it out of the house, and a week later, me and my wife were in bed. This is true. The lights were out. The only light you could see was from the uh, DVR. I see something go by it. I go, don't even tell me. The light. I, I see something fly by it. I hear fluttering. And, boy, all that feminism goes away when there's a bat in your house. <laughs> She's so under much. the covers. I got a wiffle ball bat. I'm swinging. <laughs> I, I broke two wedding pictures, so some good came out of this. But, uh <laughs> uh, Nick DiPaolo from NickDip.com. You can listen to his podcast daily, NickDip.com. Thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate it. Can I it. plug three three dates real quick? Yeah, one? quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, a week from Saturday, February 15th, Kelsey Theater, Lake Park, Florida. Decatur Civic Center, February 28th, Decatur, Illinois. February 29th, Zany's Comedy Cup, Rosemont, Illinois. And I thank you. Good to see you again, Glenn. Yeah, good to see you. Thanks for talking to us, uh, Nick. All right. Um, why is buying and selling a home so complicated? Why does it have to be such a hassle? 
You know, when you wanted a new home, you just took your favorite club over to the guy's cave and you waited until he wasn't looking. Then you knocked him over the head and bada bang, you've got your new cave. Oh, the simpler days. They don't come back. Well, the way we're heading, they might come back. Nowadays, we have to do paperwork and, you know, things that all have to be juggled all at once. You have house viewings, tours of the houses, um, you know, you're looking at a new house. People are looking at your house. It's frustrating. It's complicated. And the worst part, it's the biggest investment you're apt to make in your life. So it's crucial that it's done right. Let me tell you a little bit about real estate agents I trust. This is the company that we built to ensure that your home buying and home selling experience is as close to perfect as it can get. Our agents operate under the best practices. They treat you right because they actually care what they're doing. They care that they are the best in your area. They have the best track record, and and not just that. These are the people that the clients walk away and go, that was great. I feel like I have a new friend. They'll sell your house. I don't need a new friend. Sell my house. They do. But you like doing business with them as well. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Welcome to the program. We talk about uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, Iowa, uh, Buttigieg, uh, New Hampshire, all of that with uh, Bill O'Reilly coming up in just a second. Can we talk about this thing we've gone back and forth on a few times here? Mm -hmm. Who do you want the Democrat nominee to be? My choices would be for you here. Do you want a Bernie Sanders who's basically, you know, admitted socialist and really wants fundamental transformation of our society, however, is so extreme it's impossible to picture a person in Pennsylvania deciding to vote for them. But, like, do, do could it could happen, right? I would say better chance for Trump to beat Bernie Sanders than another nominee. Or do you, let's just use Amy Klobuchar as another opportunity, who's a Democrat, who is known as a moderate Democrat, though I would certainly not consider her a moderate myself, but much for, far to the right, even Mike Lee t- has told us this, um, as compared to a Bernie Sanders might be harder to beat. However, uh, if they actually do win somehow, is not going to necessarily push for the fundamental transformation so here's of the fundamental. Here, here is the way America collapses. If Bernie Sanders gets the nomination, mm-hmm. uh, and I just speak for myself, all of my money is gone out of the market. I, I am taking, if it not looks, alone that. before the nomination... If it looks like he's going to get the nomination, I'm taking my money out of the stock market because it will collapse. Now, yes, taking my money out of the stock market and you doing that as well, that helps it collapse. I get that. But leaving it in there, this guy will do it. He won't need Congress. He will do it uh, by presidential fiat. He will just sign it in. He's already said it. They're already working on his executive orders. I don't think we had a chance to go over these this week. I'll give you the executive orders that they're already drafting for him. They're terrifying. Capitalism will be over under him. It will really be very bad. And what will hasten, if he gets the nomination, 
the economy will collapse. We will go into a depression, but it will begin to collapse under Trump. And so the media will say, see, that's Trump, Trump's Trump's economy. Mm -hmm. And then he'll be, you know, I got to fix Trump's economy and all this capitalist stuff. And a lot of boneheads will buy into that. And if they do, we are doomed. If they don't, if people realize it's because Bernie was coming in and talking about an end to capitalism, uh, then we will learn our lesson on socialism in four short years and then we'll get it right. But yeah, but that's, that's as a, we know, very difficult to reverse. Very difficult to reverse, yeah. and I don't even know. I, I just, I mean, I don't know if if we survive. How do you come back from that? Yeah, you may not come back from that. Um, and so, I would rather go with a Klobuchar, um, and only because ten years ago, I would say, no way, no way, Bernie Sanders yeah. is not going to win. I'm not going to say that about anyone anymore. That's exactly why they want. That's why the media is doing this now is because they feel guilty because they think they helped Trump get elected. And they did by airing all of these things, by laughing at him and everything else. The people just dug in and went, really? Mm -hmm. People don't like to be laughed at and uh, and don't laugh at Bernie Sanders. His his supporters are real and they are zealots, they believe in something, and they will make it happen. And uh, I'm not going to be in a position saying, oh, that Bernie Sanders, you don't have a chance. Yeah, because, I mean, I, look, I, in my head, I, I think that sometimes. You know, yeah. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, these people are going to vote for an out, outward socialist, really? But at the end of the day, when I think there's no way Bernie Sanders can win, you realize the same arguments were being made by Democrats about Donald Trump. Yeah, we want Donald Trump to be the nominee because there's no way he can win. And it's like when it comes down to one on one, anything can happen. Uh, you, I don't think I want a one on one matchup with Bernie Sanders because if, if the economy happens to collapse it's, a month before the election, he's going to be the president of the United States. Yeah. It, 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 and if he is the nominee and it looks like it's even close, the economy will collapse a month before the election. It's the Glenn Beck program. Well, we are a week away from Valentine's Day. Jeez, where has the time gone? If you still haven't taken advantage of the unbeatable rose bouquet deals from 1-800-Flowers.com, I have to ask you, what are you waiting for? Because the price is going to go up. Take care of all of your rose needs today with the official florist of Valentine's Day, 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, when you order early, you'll get 18 red roses for $29.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for 10 bucks more. That's 18 roses for $29.99 or 24 red roses for $10 more. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak and they're shipped overnight to ensure freshness. Bouquet prices are going to be going up soon, so take advantage right now. Pick your delivery date and let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. When it comes to impressing her on Valentine's, trust the Rose Authority. 1-800-Flowers.com. To order, 18 red roses for $29.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio icon, and enter the promo code BECK. Order today and save 1-800-Flowers.com, code BECK. Um, we have Bill O'Reilly coming up in uh, just a second, and uh, I can't wait <laughs> to hear his take. Week. This is going to be a big one. <laughs> uh, first, I want to tell you about uh, my friends at Brickhouse Nutrition and uh, their superfood field of greens. A few years ago, doctors uh, and human performance experts uh, at Brickhouse Nutrition, they wanted to create a product that you could take every day. It is all natural and will make you healthier. The result? Field of Greens. All you got to do, one scoop of Field of Greens. Uh, it's got a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. 
uh, boost your immunity, which is important to me because um, I have two kids in school and they bring home all sorts of coronavirus is minor compared to what they're bringing home. And you don't want that. It's got antioxidants, prebiotics, probiotics, all that stuff. It's a real superfood. It's not an extract. Uh, it, it real you know real superfoods. They've got this all these health benefits. They reduce your risk of heart disease, memory loss, a uh, great source of vitamins, minerals, fiber, all other nutrients. You don't need to count pills or mix and match anything. Just put one scoop of it in a glass of water, stir, and you are done. It's BrickHouseStew.com. BrickHouseStew.com. Right now, get 15% off your first order with the offer code STEW. Take the guesswork out of eating healthy. Start every day like I do. Field of Greens. Why not? It, healthy. I mean, it's okay. You can fight off that coronavirus a little bit. BrickHouseStew.com. BrickHouseStew.com. The offer code is STEW. BrickHouseStew.com. I've been trying to trying to think of a week in my lifetime uh, that has been this big historically, outside of something like 9-11, that has had so many news stories happen one right after another, and news stories of real consequence. I cannot wait to hear Bill O'Reilly's take on the week. He's coming up next because America, it's Friday. Program. You want to know a dirty little secret about marketing people that they don't want you to know about shaving? Uh, the secret is this. You don't need the crap that they're trying to sell you. Yeah, it's just that simple. Shaving foams, gel soaps, all of that. You take all that stuff and throw it away. Stop paying all that extra money. What you need is shave secret. Now, this is, uh, this is a thing that, I mean, it's a little teeny bottle. Because you don't use very much. You have three to five drops maximum on your wet hands. And you put them on your face or on your legs. Uh, and, um, and it helps the razor just take your beard off without, you know, without even really feeling it. It just glides over your face. This is the way kings used to shave. This is a, this is a, a, a proprietary bland, a blend of essential oils. And the kings used to be shaved like this. Uh, but then, of course, marketing people got involved, and now we have to have something fancy from a can that you can spend lots of money on. Don't do that. Try Shave Secret. It'll be the best shave of your life, again, for ladies or for men, or men who shave their legs. Hey, who am I to judge? It's a new world. Shave Secret, available regionally at HEB and Wegmans Grocery Stores, uh, also at Walmart. They're available online at Amazon or ShaveSecret.com. Use the promo code Beck on their website and get 10%. ShaveSecret.com. On Monday, we had Iowa. <laughs> not, just, not just a run-of-the-mill caucus. They screwed it all up. So two huge stories just on Monday, then State of the Union on Tuesday, and it wasn't a run-of-the-mill State of the Union. And then Nancy Pelosi added sugar on top of it. Then the next day we had impeachment, which has only happened three times in American history, and the president was acquitted. And then the next day we had his response, and it gets us all the way here to Friday. And God only knows what happens. We haven't even talked about the locusts that are uh, spreading all over the Middle East. So, hey, 
Maybe we'll get to the plague and the locust next week. Uh, Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. You did uh, a great commentary on our State of the Union coverage on uh, Tuesday. Thank you for that. Let me start on Iowa and take this day by day. Iowa, the results are still unknown. What the hell happened, Bill? Well, the Iowa vote counters uh, went to the Mideast to count the locusts. (laughs) Right. And that. Right. So that's what delayed it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so Pete Buttigieg is a big winner in Iowa, um, but nobody cares. So I don't know if that's going to help Mayor Pete, but I, I think it will. I think it will. It already is looking at the polls in, uh, in New Hampshire. It New also Hampshire. already, right. and it turns out that it looks like Bernie Sanders actually won in Iowa 23, uh, 23 to 22 or 24 to 23, something like that, just by, a, uh, just by a razor's edge. But he won, so he's not getting the bounce that he would have gotten. Instead, it's all going to yeah. Pete Buttigieg. Right, because Sanders should have wiped him out. Right. Um, you know, Buttigieg is an interesting character because you really don't know what he stands for. You don't know because he's never sat for a serious interview with anybody. Uh, the debates are jokes. They just ask a question, guy can, or the gal can answer whatever they want. Nobody holds them accountable for what they say. So I don't know what Pete Buttigieg's vision of the country but is, no, for but example. Nobody's, nobody is going to sit. I mean, think of he, he, let's say he just is starting to do well, and he, is, he becomes the, the nominee. Who yeah. is he going to sit nobody. with that's going to ask him hard questions? No one. No one. And, and, and he knows and his people know that he doesn't have to, that nobody's demanding that he, he do it. So, for example, open borders. Does Pete Buttigieg support open borders? Would he uh, deport people? Is he a single-payer health care guy? What's his health care vision? What would he do um, with taxes? Would he raise corporate taxes? And personal taxes? Nobody knows. All Pete Buttigieg, and I said this before, and I, I really think this is the best analogy. He looks like a cast member of Happy Days. Hmm. Every time I see him, I go, where's Chachi? Um, it, it, he's a young, very articulate, but so are the Happy Days crew. And <laughs> he goes around, and he says stuff, and I don't know what, three minutes after he says something, I don't know what he, I can't remember what he said. But he's got deficits. For some reason, African-Americans don't like Peter Buttigieg. I don't know why they don't like him. It's a, don't the, like him. Their church-going, uh, uh, basic, uh, you know, moral principle-believing people. The, uh, so you, you, know, people think, you think it's a gay thing with him? Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, oh. uh, you remember Proposition 8? You know, the Mormons and the Catholics got the, the heat for making sure Proposition 8 uh, didn't happen in California. It wasn't. It wasn't them. the The biggest, uh, the biggest outspoken and force uh, as a voting block against Proposition Eight in California was the African American vote. They they don't. They okay. have. That might be. That culturally, might be it just doesn't. It doesn't work right. uh, there. Um. So he 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 gets thirty percent of the Democratic uh, machine. African Americans and you'd have to say very conservative Hispanics, um, not going to vote for him. 
that that's a pretty big deficit. And I, I will um, tell you this: I think this is different. You know, when when Obama was coming in, it was the first uh, uh, black president, so it was history, et cetera, et cetera. This would be history too. The you know the first gay president, but I think that people don't people uh, people have changed. It's not like the first black president anymore. Now, when you say, well, you got to vote for him because he's whatever, fill in the blank, gay, they will look at that as, oh, geez, now we're going to have an activist. And they I think people are tired of the activists. They're tired of, you know, we, we did the gay marriage and everything and things are moving along. And so there's that group that would say, so it's not going to be a problem. I don't care if he's gay or not. And I think that's probably most uh, Americans, maybe. Um, but then you have then you have those who might support him because of that that would say, you know, I just don't want any more activism. What is that going to mean? But he's not really an activist. He's, he's not campaigning. He's campaigning no, I know. as, I'm a nice guy. Um, I'm smart. And I'm young and vibrant and elect me. Mm-hmm. Now, he's going to get hurt in South Carolina mm-hmm. and some of the biggest states. So, yes, Judge will probably do well next Tuesday. And then all the press will run up and it'll be Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. Um, because they're desperately, they being the media, seeking someone who can be competitive with Donald Trump. But I don't see Buttigieg as a nominee. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I don't know who it's going to be. I was a Biden predictor. But Biden, really, I, he can't raise money now. I mean, oh, Biden is. If Biden comes in right now, he is in the polls in New Hampshire. He's in fourth place. If Biden is in fourth or fifth place, he's done. He's just done. Well, he'll win South Carolina even even if he performs poorly in um in New Hampshire. So I don't think he's done. And then tonight, I think you're going to see Biden be a lot more aggressive because he almost has to be in the debate, right? Oh, there's a debate tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah. No, I'm no, I've already got that on my calendar. I'm watching that start to finish tonight. I can't I'll be wait. Tweeting at, at yeah. Bill O'Reilly. Uh, okay. Everybody sign up for the tweets so you don't have to watch. I'll tweet it. You'll know what's going on. And that's you, that's you what I'm looking for, Bill. Able, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. You to, Take the bullet the for us. And do whatever you want. Yeah. He's got to go hard at Buttigieg, though, doesn't he, Bill? I mean, this is, this is this is it. I, I mean, if he loses, if he gets destroyed in New Hampshire, and I know what you're saying about South Carolina because his polls have been so solid among black voters in particular, he's been holding that line. But if he and loses three states abandon. in a row, he they may abandon him. No, they won't. Uh, he'll win South Carolina. Um, black vote is very loyal, very loyal. And they'll stay with him because of the Obama connection. Um, but tonight, I expect, uh, you know, scorched earth from Joe Biden uh, as much as that could be. I, I don't Yeah, I don't know what that even means with Joe Biden anymore. He used to be that guy. I don't think he has the fight yeah. in him anymore. I really don't. You know, I, certainly, he has run a very poor campaign. And looks befuddled. Word of the day, mm-hmm. befuddled. Um, but tonight he's got to. He's got to do. He got to come out. But even if he does, nobody's watching the debate tonight. Nobody's going to watch. You're watching. Six million viewers. You know, because everybody will be out having fun. Uh, they should have done the debate on Sunday night. 
Um, but they put Friday night. I don't think anybody and wants. Nobody's going to remember it by Monday. Right. I don't think they even want anybody watching. I mean, that's the worst day of the week <laughs> to, to do a debate. I mean, it's just it's a horrible thing. So, so Bill, let me uh, let me ask you about Bernie Sanders now. Bernie Sanders yeah. did really well in Iowa. He got he gets, he gets no credit now. He's lost None. that bump. He's got twenty four percent. It looks like he is the official winner in uh, Iowa by one percentage point. Mm. He is ahead now, but it's close. Buttigieg is closing the gap in New Hampshire. Buttigieg, right. I think, was at fourteen percent. He's now at uh, what was it, twenty two percent in uh, New mm-hmm. Hampshire, still being led by Bernie Sanders. What happens to Bernie Sanders now? Just Bernie Sanders is forty years older than Buttigieg. Forty. Four zero. All right. Now there's no way that the Democratic Party is going to allow Bernie Sanders to run against Donald Trump. No way. It's not gonna happen. All right. So Trump wants to run against Sanders. That's why Trump's running around going, oh, they're going to fix it against Bernie again. Because he wants Bernie as an, op- as an opponent. And after the break, I know you have to take one because you have to sell stuff. Um, I talked with Donald Trump two days ago um, because I had to clarify some things. I'm actually doing reporting on this whole impeachment and uh, campaign. But he wants to run against Sanders uh, because Mini Mike – uh, the mayor of Bloomberg, give him a much tougher time mm-hmm. than Sanders would. Now, Buttigieg, nobody, nobody thinks he's going to be the nominee of the Democratic Party. It would be almost a miracle for him to get it. But I think Minnie Mike would put him as second. I think it would be a Bloomberg-Buttigieg ticket. Um, so that's possible. And that's what's on the horizon. All right. But that, Bernie, go ahead. Go ahead. But Bernie. He's so crazy. He's so crazy. The Democrats are not going to put him up. Yeah, I want to talk about that uh, and and Trump's wish to go after him uh, and your thoughts on that when we come back. That's Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Make sure that you uh, join him. Uh, and he again gave great, great uh, commentary right after the president's speech on Blaze TV. Uh, BillOReilly.com. More in just a second. It's Friday. All right. Next week, Valentine's Day. So you walk up to the counter local gas station slash tire repair shop slash flower shop. You say, I need a dozen roses. I'm desperate. There's no roses to be found. From behind large arrangements on the counter, you hear the florist say, sure thing, kid. A moment later, he's rooting around the large refrigerated section behind the counter, assembling your bouquet. Slowly, he turns and slides them across the counter. But these are plastic. And then you look him in the eye and you realize... Romney. Now, I don't know what he's doing working at the gas station. He's just there grinning to wreck your life. So you can deal with Romney at the gas station slash flower shop all you want. I'm not doing it this year. I'm going 1-800-Flowers. They have some of the biggest and brightest roses all picked at their absolute peak. Prices that you won't believe. And right now you can order 18 red roses for $29.99 or you can upgrade to 24 red roses for only $10 more. And it offer expires today, so don't miss out. Brocade prices are going up. And believe me, if you don't do this, Romney. That's all I need to say. 
1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. To order the 18 red roses for 29 or upgrade to 24 for only $10 more, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. You have to click on the radio icon and enter the promo code BECK. That'll take you to that special. You'll find specials, and you won't believe how much they have. Find the right thing for your Valentine's Day at 1-800-Flowers.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. So, uh, Bill O'Reilly, you know, we were talking that if you wanted to pick a candidate to run against, I would want Trump to run against Bernie Sanders. Because I think it would be fun. I think he would be. uh, Yeah. Trump running against Bernie Sanders, I think, would be fun. I think he would. It would be uh, eye opening. And I also think it would be a landslide. However, if Bernie Sanders is the nominee, the flight of money in this country will be devastating, even in the buildup. And anything could go wrong. I mean, I don't want to repeat the mistake of that guy would never be president. Because that's what every that's why they wanted Donald Trump to run against Hillary Clinton. Yeah. You don't know. Right. So who would you um, pick? Because the 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 consequence of a Bernie Sanders win, do you agree, is catastrophic for our country? Depression. Yeah. Not a recession. Depression. Depression. So Americans don't pay close attention to politics. I mean, you know, obviously you and I make our living doing it, and the people listening to this program do pay attention, but most don't. So they go Bernie Sanders. They don't really know what Bernie Sanders stands for, but they do know if they have a retirement account or a college fund account that is invested in stocks and bonds. They know that. Bernie Sanders gets elected. Your retirement account gets cut in half. I think there's a chance that your stock market gets cut in half if he is the nominee and he looks like it's a if it looks like it is close. Bill, I'm not waiting until he's elected to take my money out. I'll take my money out if I if it looks like he might be. I'm not going to wait. That's what all the chumps would do. But the the polls are not going to show him once it's defined that he would be the nominee, then you're going to start to see reality kick right. in. And people are going to go, yeah, yeah, I don't really want to be Venezuela. You know, in the State of the Union, they brought in the opposition leader for Venezuela to be in the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep. Okay, well, why? Why? Why would they do that? There's no reason on earth. Nobody cares about Venezuela. Nobody knows what's happening there. The reason they did it subliminally was to tie – the Democratic Party, to Venezuela socialism. Exactly right. That's why they did it. Yes. Okay? So the Republican uh, Trump campaign, way ahead on this issue. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem is that the press won't honestly report on Bernie Mm -hmm. Sanders. He's a kindly old godfather. He's not going to hurt anybody. Whereas you're absolutely correct. If he ever got power, the flight of money, capital, and actual people leaving the United States would cause a tremendous recession that would lead to a depression. Bernie Sanders can't run anything. He's never got one piece of legislation passed in the Senate. Not one, ever. That's what Hillary Clinton was screaming about. And he's got himself a millionaire status by never having a job in the private sector, ever. Yet he's a millionaire 
with three nice properties. And we investigated and found out it was all political patronage. Yeah. He's Hunter Biden. All right. But the press isn't going to report any of that. Right. We have in this country not a free press any longer. We have an ideological press. All right. Let me uh, let me switch to the State of the Union. And first, let's just uh, it. I thought it was I thought it was a uh, a new standard for the State of the Union. Uh, you could tell the president has been in television and marketing his whole life. It was brilliantly orchestrated. It was entertaining. It was fun. I I was in the room, as you know, that night, uh, Bill, and it was filled with hatred, unlike I have ever felt before. The, 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 and you saw it with Nancy Pelosi, but I saw yeah. it. I saw it from the House the whole time. They hate him. Not like it was yes, last they year. They hate him. Because he's, he's winning. Yes. That's why that speech written by Stephen Miller, who's brilliant, 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 yep. right, was precise. It put the president in a position of authority. And then they orchestrated it and illustrated it with seven very touching uh, people and situations that were immediately resolved, just like you do on reality TV. It was right out of The Apprentice. Yep. Immediately resolved them. Yep. All right. Here's the general. We just promoted him. Here's the little kid. We're going to give her her private school scholarship. Yeah, I was like one after yeah. the other. Here's after Rush Limbaugh. Here's a, here's a medal of freedom. Here's, here's the, the here's the soldier's right. wife. Here's the soldier. I mean, I honestly, right. you don't need Oprah Winfrey because no. he's already done it. You got a car, and you got a car, and you got a car. That's right. It was Oprah on steroids. Right. And and it was a there was a payoff to it. Right. It was a payoff, 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 payoff. So that's why Pelosi ripped the script up, because Pelosi was sitting there and didn't know what to do because it was working. And they didn't know what to applaud for. They didn't know it. They didn't know anything. Yeah. And they just looked like a bunch of fifth graders whose parents just told them they weren't going to the movies. All right. Rev- oh, yeah. we, can, we can review with Bill O'Reilly. We continue in just a minute. Uh, we we're we're at Tuesday night. We got a long way to go. So, you know, it's embarrassing and scary being the guy who has to go tell Darth Vader that the rebels just got away again. You don't want to be that person. It sucks a lot, but it's not as embarrassing as scary or as having to talk to your doctor about ED. You're probably going to pick uh, having to go talk to Lord Vader pretty much every time, uh, even though he's just going to force choke you to death. But that might be preferable. But with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A doctor will work with you to come up with the best treatment plan. And if medication is the way to go, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping right to your door. Don't have to talk to anybody. Uh, It's nice and easy. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. To get started, go to GetRoman.com slash Beck. Complete an online visit. Uh, ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman, and they're on the scene, and they're taking care of it for you. Complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor and take care of it easily with Roman. Go to GetRoman.com slash Beck, and you'll get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. It's GetRoman.com slash Beck for a free visit to get started. Go there now, take care of the problem, 
GetRoman.com slash Beck. GetRoman.com slash Beck. Last night, the special Ukraine, the final piece, had more viewers watching than watch CNN, and their people are trapped in an airport. Ours are free. Join <laughs> us at blazetv.com. Save 20% right now. Holy cow. Coming up at the top of the hour, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the special that happened last night. Uh, more viewers than Anderson Cooper gets. Uh, I mean, it, it was shocking last night, and we can't thank you for the support. Um, Senator Grassley is um, getting that information today. He's already starting to issue subpoenas or talking about issuing subpoenas. He needs to. Uh, if you missed it, you can find it on Blaze TV. Ukraine, the final piece. It is also still up on YouTube, but watch it. The billion-dollar question, what happened to the money? And at the top of the hour, we're also going to tell you about what just happened in the House in Virginia. They passed the gun magazine suppressor ban. Uh, Now, if you have a so-called assault weapon, which I don't even know what that means, but if you have an assault weapon, you now are a felon If you don't register it with the state police, this is not going to end well in Virginia. Uh, I don't know what the what the people in Virginia, the Democrats are thinking other than this is our turn and we're going to jam it down everybody's throats. But this is not going to end well. Um, Welcome, Bill O'Reilly, back to the program. I'm here back and Virginia is going to go to Trump because of all this. Oh, big time. Big time. That's the unintended. That's the unintended consequence of um, the Democrats taking over the government, state government of the Commonwealth. So Trump lost very narrowly to Hillary Clinton last time. The gun thing will mobilize more conservative voters in that state, um, and I believe that Trump will win that state unless something happens between now and November. And all he's got to do then is pick off one more. And then he's going to be reelected. So when I, in my conversation with him on uh, Tuesday, um, he was feeling very confident. I told him, I said, don't get too cocky um, because you got to be careful. There's going to be a lot of mines planted in your way. And already um, the Democratic Party and the uh, media, which is one and the same now, they're allied together. They're working on another scandal. Oh, good God. What, what is it this time? I don't know. But they're working on one. And um, it's not going to have a lot of traction, I don't believe. I think people are exhausted now of it. And you it'll know, probably work against Bill, the Democrats. Bill. But they're still doing it. They've yeah. been saying these things. Uh, it's the little boy that cried wolf. Oh, this one's going to take him down. This is the biggest scandal. We got him this yeah. time. And they've yeah. and people have believed them for a while. They, they, it doesn't I don't think it matters anymore what they have. Everyone's sick of it and they haven't produced anything. And I just don't think I don't even think their people are listening to it anymore. Well, I mean, they're not. Well, certainly, if you look, if yeah, if you look at the TV ratings, they're not. Yeah. Um. All the TV ratings went to Fox because it was perceived as a win for Donald Trump. 
And so all the pro-Trumpers watch Fox because that's the only outlet that will actually support President Trump. And then the never-Trumpers did not watch in great numbers NBC, MSNBC, and CNN. So you can see it. We can see it because we get those numbers every day that you're right. People are exhausted. Uh, Let me go to the um, impeachment um, and Romney. Your thoughts on Romney? Finished in the Republican Party. And that means that he's going to be a pariah. So he's not going to have any input into what the party does. Utah does not have a recall mechanism. Um, but now the state legislature is trying to draw one up. That's directed at Mitt Romney. He's got four more years left. If they pass it in Utah and it's a 50-50 deal in Salt Lake City, then he'll face a recall um, because it's perceived that he did this, voted for removal on abuse of power for personal reasons. And I can't see any other way why he would do it, because what are you removing him for, Mitt? What? Asking a Ukraine president to investigate corruption? That's what you're removing him for? That's absurd. So Romney loses on every front. Yeah, because he's never going to be embraced by the left unless he, you know, goes over no. and he becomes a lefty no. himself as a Democrat. But they've they've unless, they've always hated him. Mo- Unless he moves in with Rosie O'Donnell, I mean, moves in physically. I don't. Her home. Not sure that's going to happen. No. How is how is history going to remember? Because one of the theories on Mitt Romney is he's looking towards the future and and where his name is going to be placed during this time, and he's just thinking that Trump will not be remembered well. How do you think history is going to write this impeachment story? I'm Very talking 50, 50 years down the road. Yeah, uh, just a little asterisk in um, my book, 50 Years From Now, uh, Killing the Capitol. Uh, just be a little uh, asterisk there. Um, it's not a major historical occurrence in this country. It was a partisan play, um, a, an attempt to damage uh, a Republican president by his opposition party. That's how it'll be calibrated down the road. Nobody, past presidents, very few people even know who they are, Beth. I, I mean, know. poor Millard Fillmore. Poor Millard <laughs> Fillmore. <laughs> who is Millard? What? Right. Who? Martin right. Van Buren, outside of the mutton shops, sideburns. What do we remember from Martin? That's what's going to happen. I mean, it's not going to be any, any historical uh, importance at all. So as you look at the week um, and the the Democrats really coming undone, I think, coming undone this week, uh, they looked yes. petty, small, like losers, uh, like liars, um, dishonest. I mean, it just it couldn't have been a better week uh, for for really anybody who doesn't like them. Uh, right. What and is? They can't count the votes. Right. And they don't have any, and they, they don't have any charismatic candidates. But it's too early to 
do the victory celebration dance. No, I know that. I'm not saying, no, 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 wait. I'm not saying that this means anything for the election at this time. It is still too early. However, um, how badly have they damaged themselves with their own people? Do you think the Democrats out in the middle of the country, when they saw Nancy Pelosi rip that up, when they saw the president, how, how do you think that translates to the average Democrat? The first thing that I said to Donald Trump when he called me up was, did you pay Pelosi to do that? Mm-hmm. Did you give her money to rip that script up? That's how much it hurt the Democratic Party. Now, people's memories are short. If she had done that in October, I think the Democrats would have lost the House. And they have a good chance to lose it in November. There, there could be a sweep across the board. So Trump and then both houses controlled by Republicans could happen Mm. because the Democrats right now, I mean, they look weak. They look petulant. There's another word of the day for Stu, petulant. Um, And there's no standard bearer. Isn't it ironic that the most powerful Democrat in the country, the most charismatic Democrat in the country, Barack Obama, says not a word Not a word. Isn't that interesting? Because he knows he doesn't want to be attached to this train wreck. You don't want to be anywhere near it. And that's why you don't hear anything from him. Well, there might also be some other reasons he doesn't want to attach himself to what's going on in Congress right now. We we talked about that on the special last night, but that's a different story. And his lack of endorsement for Biden is is cruel. The fact that he did not come out for Biden and endorse the man is cruel. He obviously wants somebody else to win. He's acting as if he's just going to stay out of it no matter what. You pick the man as vice president. If you thought he was the guy who should be one heartbeat away from the presidency, you should be endorsing him to be president now. That's not how Barack Obama operates. Mm -mm. Barack Obama has a book coming up, but he's got a problem with the book. That his wife sold a gazillion copies of her book, and his book isn't going to sell as many copies. So he doesn't want to alienate the far left because he wants them to buy his book. And therefore, he's not going to get involved in Biden or Sanders or Buttigieg or Kamala Harris or anybody. He's going to sit it out until he sees the wind blow in a certain direction. I disagree. I think Obama would be comfortable with Biden because Biden would govern exactly the way Obama did. And so I don't think that it's a personal I don't like Joe deal. Obama knows Bernie Sanders is going to get crushed, crushed if he's the nominee. He knows that. He doesn't want Bernie Sanders getting the nomination. Back channels, he's made that clear. So let me, let me ask you this. You said several times today that the Democrats are never going to let him get the nomination. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a whole new kettle of fish. But does that include a possibility of a brokered convention and Michelle Obama stepping up or do you just think it will go to uh, bloomberg broker convention is certainly possible um i gotta tell you i have pretty good contacts within the democratic party you would think i wouldn't but i do know a lot of people in there that work there and there has never been one time when i have heard michelle obama has any interest in running for president ever 
possible. Anything's possible. But Bloomberg is the wild card now. Bloomberg emerges with his $2 billion war chest. $2 billion. But what's a fight? Ironic. What's a fight like that look like against him and Donald Trump? Oh, it, it's it's going to be so entertaining. You have no <laughs> idea. You're short. You're fat, 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 fatty. You're short. Get a box for Minnie Mike. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Right? Amazing. Remember that. Remember the scene in the producers when Gene Wilder. Yes, you're fat. Fat, fat, fat. Fat, fat, fatty. That's what it's going to be. All right? So um, if if Bloomberg runs, it would be the most entertaining campaign of our lifetime. Um, But consider this. The Democratic Party nominating for president a white billionaire. A billionaire. A white billionaire who has done everything possible to exploit capitalism with white privilege that's the nominee that's where you're going Mm. hey new york times this mic's for you (laughs) bill o'reilly from billoreilly.com thank you sir always fun guys we'll talk to you next week all right you don't know your numbers you don't know your business can you afford to expand can you make the new hire can you launch the new ad campaign How's revenue pacing against last year? Most companies don't have a clear picture on all of the pieces of their business. They don't know all of the numbers, and so, therefore, you're guessing a lot of times. And that's why a lot of businesses fail. Are you confident that you have the right numbers at your fingertips? Serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud-based system. NetSuite offers a full picture of all your finances all in one place in real time, right from your phone or your desktop. So there's no more guessing, no more worry uh, that you, you know, that you, you're missing something, you, you don't know something, and it's going to kill your company. NetSuite, customers grow three times faster than the S&P 500. That could be you and your company. Get NetSuite today. Get your free demo and their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at NetSuite.com slash Beck. You're an entrepreneur? Please set up your free demo right now and get that free book from uh, uh, from uh, Oracle. NetSuite.com slash Beck. NetSuite.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. In today's story of his election series, staff writer uh, for this program, Kevin Ryan, talks about the savagery of politics, which reminds him of bullfighting. He lived and was teacher a teacher in Spain for a while, um, but he finds hope in it all. The story is called Trump versus Pelosi in the Game of Politics. It's live on theblaze.com uh, and also glennbeck.com. He writes in this, it's no secret that I dislike politics and that I strive in my writing to transcend ideology and tap into the deeper meaning of life, the human enormities that we all face, in the hope that I can find an answer. 
Despite the fact that I work in a conservative news site, I'm neither a conservative nor a liberal, not right nor left, not anything. I'm a journalist. I believe in the old way. Find the truth, tell it clearly and honestly, and let people decide. Leave the activism out of it. The night of the disastrous Iowa caucus at a fashionably indifferent dive bar in Des Moines, I had a few beers with blurry-eyed caucusers. I hate politics, I blurted out at one point with a mouthful of popcorn. If you hate guy who caucused for Bernie, then why do you why do you write for a political news site? It's a question I get asked a lot, something I've spent a lot of time pondering. In the moment, I had no decent answer, thanks to a long day and a row of empty Paps Blue Ribbon cans, but the question stuck with me. I write about politics for many reasons, is what I like to have said, but... Read the rest of it and his thoughts and his experience in Iowa, the caucus now at glenbeck.com uh, and theblaze.com. All right. We did a special last night. If you missed it, you can watch it on YouTube or if you're a subscriber of the blaze, um, uh, you can you can watch it there as well. We I have to, first of all, thank everybody for uh, for your subscription to the blaze. We are making some pretty big changes uh, in the Glenbeck program. Uh, starting next week, the TV show, the GBTV, if you will. Uh, and um, it's going to involve one hour special-like show every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. We continue our search into Joe Biden and China. The real threat to our nation is coming from China. That'll happen every Wednesday night, a, a special from the Glenn Beck staff, GBTV, you'll see it 9 o'clock on Blaze TV. You're listening to Glenn Beck. It's, a, uh, it's been a long, long week. And uh, my wife said to me uh, this morning, you coming right home? And I said, yeah. Oh, no, I have to spend five hours recording my book today. They need the first five hours. Yeah, I got to leave here and go voice the new book. It's been a long week, been a very long week, but it has been worth it. I think we've really accomplished some great things this week, and it's been a good week to, uh, to finally feel like we're on the offense and not on the defense now as a, as a movement, although that's not the way you feel in Virginia. If you are uh, listening to us in Virginia, the House just passed all kinds of laws that make any legal gun owner of whatever they deem as an assault rifle, um, you're now a felon if you don't go and register it with the state police. I talked to some uh, sheriffs and some law enforcement in northern Virginia, northern Virginia, and they're just not going to enforce these things. They're, I mean, one sheriff told me, I'll deputize everyone in my county. Uh, these are, this is against the Constitution. It's going to mean a big win for Trump, I think, in November in Virginia.
Today is an important day because today the special that we did last night, a record-breaking special, um, is on its way to the Senate uh, and uh, Senator Grassley and Senator Johnson. And we need your help and support to make sure that they look at all of the details, see all the details, and then act on those things. I think they're already moving in this direction, but last night in our special Ukraine, the final piece, the billion-dollar question asked, what happened to our $1.8 billion? And the answer is not pleasant, especially if you are John Kerry, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, head of the State Department, um, anybody that participated in the impeachment trial, many people in Ukraine, and Barack Obama will fill you in in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So if you watch the State of the Union address, I'm sure you noticed, uh, as I did, there's an awful lot of turkey neck going on in that room. I mean, wait till you see how much is on this debate stage tonight. It's it's impressive. It's an impressive <laughs> amount. It's an impressive amount. <laughs> Nancy uh, Pelosi just doesn't look real anymore. No. I don't know what she's done to I, herself. I don't know. Very I strange. I don't know. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, there's no more facial expressions left. They've all evaporated. Is it possible she's been disnified? <laughs> possible. I would say likely. Probably. Really? I would say likely. Really? Yes. The Imagineers like were like, yeah, mm-hmm. we got to make another one. We- <laughs> uh, fortunately, if uh, if you uh, want to make sure your skin looks at its best, Chamonix is on the case, including uh, they've got GenuCell RH. GenuCell RH delivers next generation retinol anti-aging effects with zero redness or irritation. Chamonix is leading the industry once again with GenuCell RH because it's taking all those aging signs and giving them a boot. So, uh, for a limited time, it's free when you order GenuCell Jawline Treatment. And for results in 12 hours or less, you'll also get the GenuCell Immediate Effects free with your order. They're loading you up. Make this year the year that you say goodbye to those pesky signs of aging with GenuCell RH. Give them a call, 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Order the Jawline Treatment now, and you get the GenuCell RH and the GenuCell immediate effects absolutely free. Call or go online now, 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Just looking over the comments that uh, came in uh, from last night's show, imagine if our mainstream media did this level of reporting and investigation. Imagine how much corruption they could eliminate. It's almost as if that's what the founders wanted. Uh, Leon wrote, Glenn, let me start by saying I was raised in California, but I'm a non, no-nonsense, straight-shooting, physically hard-working 50-year-old man, and I am not quick to give compliments unless they are due to the work you have been doing, you and your staff. You've been doing for a long time now. It's truly amazing. If anyone deserves an award of the highest award for journalism, it would be you and your team. Uh, you call it like it is. You speak the truth that you've uncovered even way back when you first uh, covered the Federal Reserve and so many other amazing topics. Thank you uh, for what you have done. Incredible journalism writes, Candace, I'm truly speechless. Thank you for not giving up on these stories like we see so often in the mainstream media. Thanks for the incredible work put into this. Um, uh, great presentation, Glenn. 
at approximately 4657 into your special, you presented a newspaper article that cites investigative journalist Nashi Grashi. Um, you should know, because I am from Ukraine, Nashi Grashi is not the name of a person. It literally means our money in Ukrainian. Thank you for doing this. A lot of people from Ukraine were watching the story last night. Uh, I will say, too, that Nashi Grashi would be a great name. It would be, wouldn't that's it? A, that's a freaking solid name right there. Yeah, I think Let's so. Let's go to reporter Nashi Grashi. Nashi? Uh, listen to this one. Uh, wow, this is so powerful. I'm a Ukrainian native, and I didn't know half of this. Where is your $1.8 billion? And we we drew the conclusion last night. Now, this is our conclusion. You'll have to make your own uh, mind up on it. But uh, it is the most logical um, scenario that explains what we laid out last night is the Obama administration was running a secret war against Russia, a, a hot war. Um, and our $1.8 billion, which, by the way, when they say we have missing $1.8 billion, do you know what that $1.8 billion was for? How much did that just piss you off, Stu, when you found that out? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing has is, is nonstop uh, examples of, uh, of stuff that shouldn't happen. Right. So the $1.8 billion that is missing was was uh, raised uh, by John Kerry and Joe Biden. They got Congress to pass this aid money to bail out the Ukrainian banks. <laughs> wow, I thought it was bad when we were bailing out our banks, but now yeah, they're using your taxpayer dollars to bail out the Ukrainian banks. So that $1.8 billion was put into um, uh, Pravat Bank and the guy who is the the largest shareholder and the founder of Pravat Bank is a guy named Kolomoisky. He is he's Tony Soprano and Jason Buttrell is uh, with us. And he is our chief researcher and head writer and has been overseeing all the research on this one. First of all, fantastic job. Thanks. Fantastic job. Um explain who Kolomoisky is because we knew who he was we knew he was with Burisma and you know one of the larger shareholders there um, and we knew that he ran the bank and we knew also that he was on a pretty much a do not fly list don't do business with list um, he couldn't come to the United States everyone knew who he was we thought that was just he's a bad shady businessman that's not who he is yeah, there's bad shady businessmen, and and the the bad shady businessmen in Ukraine seem to be about ninety eight to ninety nine percent of all of them. Um, yeah, so they've all right. got something weird with them. But this guy Kolomoisky is like the king of oligarchs. And when we say oligarch, you know, we mean Tony Soprano. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, he was on this do not fly list over here because, as you were pointing out. He was in, using intimidation tactics. Usually he was arming gangs in the streets to intimidate rivals. And that included supplying them with guns, supplying them with whatever, including chainsaws. He was implicated in beheading uh, beheadings within the country. This is a bad guy. Yeah. And this beheadings. Is a- can you imagine? This is when you say, hey, he's a shady businessman. Think of somebody you think is a shady businessman. You think white collar crime, right. something like that, like this Bernie is a, Madoff or something, right? right. Yeah. This is a guy who was buying chainsaws <laughs> so his his group could go out 
and behead people with chainsaws because he didn't like the way they were doing business. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that's a whole different league. Now, it's his bank that we deposited the $1.8 billion into. It's his bank that then sent that overseas to uh, several different countries, but all into his shell businesses. That money was then laundered and just, I mean, it bounced all over the world. Now, the reason why this is important uh, is because, A, Hunter Biden was working with this guy. Joe Biden cleared this guy's name. And honestly, I want to look at this and do what the mainstream media would never do for me, would never do for for Rush. They'd never do for uh, Trump. Nobody. Let me look at this from the perspective of Joe Biden for a second. How much is your son's life worth? Is your son's life worth $3 million? I would say no. It's worth a lot more than that. If if this was just about enriching your family, there's easier ways to do it. He's been doing it in China. Why would you allow your son to be involved? And this we had the documents from Latvia. The Latvian government... Uh, issued a letter to Ukraine saying, hey, there's massive amounts of money being laundered through Latvia, and it involves Hunter Biden and Burisma. Okay? (laughs) Had you heard that before? Why would you let your son be involved with a guy who cuts people's heads off with chainsaws? That just doesn't make any sense to me. Unless it was more than just the money. You give your son $3 million to help you out on this project. Uh, So you're going to get paid for it, son. But this is a bigger deal. And it explains why Joe Biden, apparently, according to Hunter, the only conversation they had was, are you sure? Are you sure you know what you're doing with this? That's, That's almost like the speech that you give... You know, when you when you're the father and you're sending a son in and the son's been given instructions and he's going on a death mission and he has a chance to escape, most likely will. But it's going to be dicey. That's that movie scene where the father works up, walks up to the son. They don't even have to talk about what the mission is because they both know. Are you sure you know what you're doing? Yes, dad, I do. Okay. I. I believe because Kolomoski was explain the governorship that he was given after at the same time he was being cleared by us and given a good clean bill of health for the rest of the world. This is this is amazing and I don't know how no one has this is multiple things when we did this investigation were like I cannot believe this hasn't been reported in mass. But Kolomoski was obviously a rich oligarch. He, like we said, the king of oligarchs. He owned the biggest media company. He owned the biggest independent gas company. Um, and on and on and on down and the line. The bank. And the bank. The, and, and the largest bank. bank. Yeah. Um, but during that time, 2014, 2015, Poroshenko was looking for these rich oligarchs to fund the war against Russia. So we, because they were completely broke, they, they were, had they had no money. They had no money. That's why we had to bail out their banks. They okay. were spending uh, every year four billion was allotted for the Ukrainian military. That's all they had. They mm-hmm. just had four billion. But these oligarchs were, were 
their net worth was much more than that four billion. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'm going to take these rich oligarchs that we've had and that are obviously corrupt, but I'm going to weaponize them. So Kolomoisky had this very large uh, region in eastern Ukraine that really backs right up to where the uh, war was breaking out in eastern Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So if you want a front line, Kolomoisky's region is the front line. So he appoints him governor for the very specific purpose of funding that war effort in that region. We know for a fact that millions flowed. I'm not sure which bank accounts, which I'm hoping Congress can help us out on that. Mm-hmm. But we know that millions flowed to buy equipment, fuel. Um, I've seen full-on sp- spreadsheets, tires, um, salaries for uh, militias. Uh, one of the militias, the largest, was right there in his district, Dnipro, that you pointed out last night. So what's crazy about this is these are the things we can find. What are the things that we can't find? What are there? What? Where? Who is buying the guns? Who is buying the military equipment? Where did it come from? Now, this guy is the guy that we were supposedly trying to bail out the bank. But as soon as we deposited the one point eight billion, that money was laundered and gone to him. So he stole that money. And we don't care about it. We showed you last night a State Department letter that says, don't look into this to the special prosecutor. Don't look into this. You don't need to look into this. This and That information is out there. So like what you t- what you you mentioned, Nashi Groshi. Uh, that is an awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> um, that So their, their work has been cited all over the place in Ukraine. You won't find it, any of it in the in the West. You won't find it anywhere. They mm-hmm. used it in court proceedings uh, out there in Ukraine. They were very specific in showing how they, like I said, they, they identified 42 shell companies, all leading back to Kolomoisky, all over the world. Now, this information is hard to find because, and I've looked at it because every time they say, "Okay, we know the money went directly to such and such shell company in Belize," they would instantly retag that money as being for something else. I don't know, buying wrenches. In El Salvador or something like that. And it would bounce over there. And it would bounce to a different shell company, also owned Nikola Moisky. But every time people like me or, or our, our, our colleagues try to pin down that cash or to a company, it gets re, uh, re, reset as something else and sent to another uh, another company. That's how it works. Now, I, that's, what, that's what we, and if, especially if you're a congressman or senator right now, this is what we need help with. We need to know, we need help through the Treasury to find out where that cash went. We need to follow that money because... I'm, I've got a very strong suspicion a lot of that went flying back to eastern Ukraine. To buy arms. To, in 2014, is, 2015 look, time this frame. is what we were doing in Benghazi. We were arming what became uh, um, ISIS. This is the way the Obama administration was working. And this was a secret war. And it wasn't secret. I can guarantee you, we deposit $1.8 billion into a corrupt bank and it disappears. Putin is not saying, gee, I wonder what happened. Oh, they had their money stolen. He knows exactly whose money, whose pocket that money goes into, and he knows that that's the guy that's building armies. We were at war with Russia. You want to know why they were hammering us, why they're acting like we're at war? Because we are at war, and it's without Congress knowing. No congressional oversight or approval. It was money laundering of your tax dollars to fight a war you didn't even know about. 
That's the special, and I want you to watch it. I, I would love for you to hashtag and tweet about it and, and uh, spread it. We'd like you to use the hashtag Ukraine, the final piece, P-I-C-P-I-E-C-E. Some people were saying the final piece, P-E-A-C-E. It's not final piece. Uh, hashtag uh, Ukraine, the final piece. Tweet that out. Let's get that trending. It was trending at number two last night uh, nationally. Um, and probably would have been, been number one because it was travel. It was uh, it was hashtag with misspellings uh, in it at like number seventeen and number fourteen as well. Uh, so Ukraine, the final piece, hashtag that. This all this information is going to Grassley and Johnson because they are already apparently on some of this stuff, uh, and it needs to be investigated. And people need to pay for it and go to jail. Also, uh, please also hashtag it Nashigashi. Yeah. <laughs> That's important. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, I loved Nashi and Gashi go to White Castle. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so great. much. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Jason. Thanks. Watch that whole special now. You can find it on YouTube or Blaze TV. And if any of you will, become a subscriber at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code GB20 off uh, and save uh, 20 bucks on your year-long subscription. You'll save 20, uh, 20%. It's the price of a cup of coffee a month. And we sure would like to have you as a subscriber. You are the reason we do these things and can do them. You've just paid for all of that research. Thank you for that. All right. Um, our sponsor this half hour is My Pillow. Oh, man, I was so tired last night. I got into bed. I just grabbed onto my pillow and I just, I hugged it and I <sighs> fell asleep. On the softest sheets that come from My Pillow, the best pillow I've ever owned from My Pillow. You should check it out. They have great, great specials, and they're Giza sheets. I, I just, I, I mean, I have, I'm a sheet snob. Yes, I'm a sheet snob, and uh, I like the sheets really, really super soft. And uh, and the Giza Dream sheets are just that properly titled Giza cotton. The best cotton comes from Egypt, and you can get these now at a really good price. And two for one, you buy one set, you get a second set free. The Giza Dream Sheets, they're available only at MyPillow. You want to see all the products and all the special deals, you just go to MyPillow.com, click on New Radio Listener Specials, and uh, enter the promo code BECK, and you're going to find all of the specials because you're a BECK listener. So uh, go there now, MyPillow.com, New Radio Listener Specials. Click on that, enter the promo code BECK, and uh, grab your MyPillow or your Giza Dream Sheets now, MyPillow.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Let me go to Glenn in Ohio, who's been holding for quite some time. Hello, Glenn. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi, Glenn. Hi. Um, the program was phenomenal. Thank you. Um, but if I recall correctly, back when all this was happening, mm-hmm. uh, Russian... We're taking Crimea because they had a Navy base there, and it was their only warm water port. Right. I saw things about English-speaking troops in that area. Now, for lack of a better term, Blackwater comes to mind. Okay. Just plain mercenaries. Did any of that money wind up back here? Uh, Believe it or not. Yes. So you may be on the right track. We have not had the ability to track it yet, but we do know uh, from the Latvian government, I think it's the Latvian government, Jason just walked out, uh, but we do know that 
um, much of that money found its way back here. Uh, so somebody was selling something or doing something here in America, but I don't have any actual tracking. That was just speculation by uh, the financial crimes uh, unit in, I believe, uh, Latvia. So we will look into that, Glenn. Thank you for bringing that up. Rod in Pennsylvania. Hello, Rod. Welcome. Glenn, how are you? I'm very good. Uh, I, I was just blown away by the the quality of what your team has put together. Thank you. Um, yeah, kudos to everybody. Thank you. Um, one of the things, though, that I would I would think, and, and I hope you're thinking about this, but all these people that are at this end of all these shenanigans, often if I'm trying to untangle knots, I'll work from two ends. Yes. And work towards the middle. And I'll bet you one of the things that, that really impressed me was the timeline. And and if you can show what these guys are, how they're being uh, bonused in their accounts. Yes. Through I have to those timelines, man. Rod, I'm, I'm sorry, you're breaking up. I can barely hear you, but I, I understand that about the timeline. And that's something we should maybe talk about uh, when we come back. That timeline is absolutely phenomenal. Things that no one has told you. Next. Happy days are here again. Researchers have recently found what time of malware that first emerged way back in 2019 has been updated to make it more efficient, more stealthy, and much more lucrative for the bad guys. The um, uh, predator, the thief malware, is capable of stealing usernames, passwords, browser data, the contents of cryptocurrency wallets. It's fantastic. It can even take photos using your webcam without you knowing about it. Oh, happy days are here again. Unless you want to be the party pooper and you have LifeLock. Uh, it's important to understand how cybercrime is affecting our lives, and identity theft is a serious issue. Somebody's identity is stolen every two seconds, and if you can miss something, if you're only monitoring your credit cards or your credit, you have to be monitoring everything. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head over to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BACK for 25% off. All right, Ukraine, the final piece, it's up now. You can watch it at blazetv.com. Use the promo code GB20OFF and save 20 bucks. Also, watch it for free on YouTube. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday, America. Pat Gray uh, joins us. Uh, Justin Buttrill is uh, with us. As, uh, uh, he is our head researcher for the uh, special. Justin Buttrill. That's a new one. Uh, I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> he got the last name right he this did. time, but yeah, not the first name. The wrong, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good friend in and also part of our research staff. Justin Wheeler is also here in the studio, but... 
Um, I want to go over this because this is what that uh, gentleman was talking about right before the break was the timeline. I brought this chalkboard into the radio studio. If you happen to be watching us on Blaze TV, uh, you'll be able to see it. Uh, but let me explain it for you on, on radio. Um, there's a timeline that you have not really been, you've not heard of. <laughs> the timeline that you get from the media is July 25th, Trump makes a phone call. Let's pay attention to that. He's saying, I want an investigation. I want, I want to know what happened, uh, you know, with these different things. We explain CrowdStrike. It's not what the media is telling you about. It has nothing to do with the conspiracy theory. Nothing. They are mentioned by the Latvian Financial uh, Crimes Unit as a recipient and a player in a money laundering scheme with Hunter Biden and Burisma. So uh, he says, I want to I want to find out about where that money went. That's that's the first thing on the press timeline. Then, you know, you get all the whistleblower and everything else talking about how bad this phone call was. And the next thing you see is September 11th, uh, 2019. uh, Donald Trump releases the funds, but only because he's in a panic now because he got caught. May I give you another timeline? And this will blow your mind. These are verifiable facts. I would start my timeline at September 2014. That's when our $1.8 billion that was meant, they, they actually took your money and were bailing out the banks in Ukraine. How do you feel now? But not only did they take that money to bail out the banks in Ukraine, they took that money and put it in the most corrupt bank ever. It's called Privat Bank, and it is owned by Kolomoisky. He is a guy, he's an oligarch, he's Tony Soprano. He literally cuts people's heads off with chainsaws, okay? He is a horrible human being. He's also the main partner in Burisma. So we put it in his bank, and then all of a sudden it disappears. That is September 2014. Now, we're told... By the State Department, we have a document that we showed last night. State Department said, hey, no reason to look into this. We're fine with all that money went. George Kent, the yeah. impeachment witness, was yeah. the one that sent that letter. And said, we're fine with this money. We know exactly where it went. Don't worry about looking into it. We have, can we please play the John Kerry thing? This is John Kerry out on the stump for Joe Biden just last week talking about this. He, I believe, has exposed all of it. He's talking here about that corrupt prosecutor that has to be stopped in, in Ukraine. But he doesn't say corrupt. Listen. I will tell you, because as Secretary of State, I was deeply involved in this. All of us in the administration were trying to get rid of that prosecutor. From Obama to the Secretary of State to the Vice President, all of us were working on that. Why? The ambassador and... and we knew if Ukraine was going to survive and win the revolution in the end, the Maidan, they had to get rid of that prosecutor, and they did. Why? Win the war, win the revolution, the Maidan. Why? I thought it was about corruption. Right. Winning a war. Winning a war against Russia? What? Wait a minute, what? Now, the prosecutor would not be in on this level of money laundering and gun running by the United States, he wouldn't be aware. So if he's looking into this, if he's looking into Burisma and Pravat Bank, uh, 
he's being shut down immediately because this is going to expose the whole secret war that's going on. You know what's amazing about this? Why do you think they never want to talk about it? Because the more you try to defend something, the more you try and like spin a different story, the more information you accidentally yes, give out. Exactly. This is an amazing slip of the tongue. Yeah. This is amazing. 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 Okay, so Ukraine on December 2016, that's the next point in the timeline, December or September 2014, it goes away. The prosecutor is then fired, and, and uh, it's because he's corrupt. We now know, no, it's because they want to win a war, and everybody was in on it. December 2016, a month after Trump is uh, elected, Ukraine seizes Pravat Bank. Now, why would they do that in December? My theory is, is because the Obama administration was threatening them not to do that, and the prosecutors didn't know why and weren't a part of it, and they wanted to know, they thought there is missing money, $7 billion of missing money. What's going on? So if our theory is correct, you have the Obama administration working hand-in-hand with Poroshenko, the Ukrainian president, and they've got this scheme going on where all of this missing money is going directly to the fight against Russia in the east. And we are using it in a hot war, yes. actually buying arms and, and paying soldiers' salaries in a hot war with Russia. And you and Congress know nothing about it. And Privat Bank, the one that just got seized in December 2016, is the ATM for that. Correct. So now the IMF, now they had $7 billion dollars. Uh, that's missing the imf they stopped lending right away uh to uh to the ukraine because there was missing money and they they said we have a handshake agreement this is in october 2018 two years after the government seized Pravat bank we have a staff level agreement which means a handshake that we're going to continue loans but that's all under board review and there are conditions tied to those loans we don't know what the conditions are then, next on the timeline is July 25th, 20, 2019. This is where the press gets involved. The phone call. Donald Trump made a phone call, and he asked, and he said he wanted information. He, he, wanted, he wanted to know about CrowdStrike. He wanted to know about uh, Burisma. He wanted to know about uh, Hunter Biden. He wanted to know why that Ukrainian prosecutor was fired. Look, he's just doing it for politics. Uh-huh. On the exact same day, we have a press conference from the IMF who was, they were talking about a $5 billion loan to Ukraine, but they said it's so corrupt, we have to have a conference with them because we have some some triggers that have to be pulled before we release any of this money. Can I just say for a second, this this right here, there's multiple like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe these things are lining up. This was one of the major ones. Because when we found that the same day this call's going down and, and Trump is, is looking into this in these uh, connections, these money laundering connections, the, the IMF is basically saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Look, we want to give this money, but we need things to happen first, air quoted. Mm-hmm. Things need to get done before this happens. Okay. Call it a quid pro quo. Okay, yes, exactly right. Same conversation, same topic, same day. <laughs> now, coincidence. That happens. Coincidence. Okay, all right. Let's go to the next one. The next date on the uh, timeline is September 10th, 2019. End of the summer, just coming, just this last fall. One day before the loan would get released. Okay. September 10th. 
the White House, through the Office of Management and Budget, sends an email that says, this money is ready to go out. It's all approved, ready to go out. We're waiting for the obligating event. Now, you might say, oh, well, see, he wanted a press conference on CNN, and they're just waiting for that press conference. But remember, this is the day before he releases the money. So the OMB writes and says, it's ready to go, waiting for the obligating event. That email is sent as the plane of the IMF touches ground in Kiev in Ukraine. Okay, The IMF arrives to tell the Ukrainians that day what the condition is to get their $5 billion from them. Their quid pro quo. All right. That night, President Zelensky meets with Kolomoisky. He's the head guy of, he's the main shareholder of the bank, Pravat Bank. Now, we don't know what they discussed, but I will tell you this. They know each other. They're friends. He's the, Kolomoisky is the, the lead uh, funder and, and main backer of Zelensky. So I would imagine if you had the information the night before, you're going to whisper to your friend, Hey, by the way, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., our federal troops are going to come in and kick the doors down of Pravat Bank, and we're going to seize the bank and all of the records tomorrow. Now, if you think that that didn't happen, you're fooling yourself. So my theory is, is that's exactly what he told Kolomoisky the night before. After the meeting with the IMF and after the obligating event email from the OMB, meaning you're going to get... Everything that you want tomorrow, if you kick down the door. The very next morning at 9 a.m., Ukrainian police raid Pravat Bank. They kick down the doors. They take all the records. They seize everything at Pravat Bank, the dirtiest bank there, the one that we lost our $1.8 trillion to. Immediately after that, the IMF agrees to release the loans. Later that afternoon... Trump and the OMB release all funds because of the completion of the obligating event. Now, the press will make it seem like he was waiting for a press conference. But what do words matter in corrupt countries? He wasn't looking for a press event. He wanted the doors kicked down. Show me you're serious about fighting corruption. That's the obligating event. Show me you're serious. That's the obligating event for the IMF. They do it. The IMF releases their $5 billion, and we release our funding. Now, how? How is this a scandal? How did you not know that? Why didn't anyone tell you that? My belief is, because this is not just about politics. This is not just about corruption. You know, and Hunter Biden getting $3 million, that $1.8 billion is still missing. I truly believe Obama was fighting an unsanctioned, unauthorized war with Russia using Kolomoisky and your tax dollars laundered through Latvia and Cyprus and given back to Kolomoisky, who the president of the Ukraine makes the governor of the region that is on the front lines of the Russian war. And this guy is now known in Ukraine as the guy who financed the war against Russia. You tell me that doesn't make sense. 
Tell me that doesn't make sense. It's so obvious. I mean, it's just absolutely so obvious. I, you know, and I, yet it was left to us to find. If, right. It's craziness. Please, please tweet this information. Let people know about it and uh, and make sure that Senator Grassley and Senator Johnson know about it. This must be investigated. Tweet hashtag Ukraine final peace. P-I-E-C-E. Ukraine final peace. All right. Back in a minute. I thought I was amazing in that segment. You were really good, you? Pat. Yeah. You were Sarah really was good. telling me how good I was. Yeah. Uh, thank she you doesn't so do that very often. Yeah. Well, you made yeah. it. You made thank it. You. Thank you. All right. You, romance has changed over the years. It used to be you would take your best girl down to the sock hop and pick her up a mall to the drugstore beginning, uh, before getting her home to her pops by 10 p.m. Well, now it's like, you know, half-naked grandma's pole dancing at the Super Bowl, swiping left to right on your phone and weird consent forms. But... Welcome to 2020. One thing that hasn't changed about romance is this. Women still love flowers. They still love Valentine's Day and uh, just a small something that lets them know you love them and you're thinking about them. 1-800-Flowers has some of the biggest and brightest roses picked at their absolute peak. Uh, And for prices you're not going to believe. I think Valentine's Day. Is Valentine's Day next Friday? This is perfect. This is, oh, guys, weekend Valentine's Day suck. But if you really want to be the star, you send 24 red roses. Right now, you can get 18 roses at $29.99 or upgrade for 24 red roses for $10 more. Send them to her office because then everybody's like, my husband didn't do that for me. My boyfriend didn't do that for me. You are a superstar. Okay? So just order them right now because prices are going to go up. You get the 24 uh, long stem red roses. Uh, for what is it, thirty nine ninety nine? You can get eighteen for twenty nine ninety nine, or upgrade to twenty four for ten dollars more at one eight hundred flowers dot com. One eight hundred flowers dot com. Make sure you use the promo code Beck because that will uh, take you to the special page. You just click on the radio icon, enter the promo code Beck, and you'll find this. If you don't like roses, they have something for everybody. You won't believe what is on this website. It's it's fantastic. It's one eight hundred flowers dot com. Promo code Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me go to Ron in Texas. Hello, Ron. You're on the Glenn Beck Program. Yes, that, that was a tremendous program you put on. Very, uh, very important. You know, it, the first thing that came to my mind was Obama's failed uh, Praetorian Guard. And then he used oh, that right. same concept and threw the money into the Ukraine. Well, I, I, I will tell you that that's a good reference. I for, had forgotten about his uh, secret force that he wanted to do. Um, but uh, what it should uh, remind you of is uh, Libya. And Benghazi. Uh, remember, this has all of the, the that those. This was the beginning of the State Department policy. Was first Egypt using social media and revolutionaries on the street to foment revolution. Then they decided that we're going to also help arm, and we helped arm the people in Libya and overthrow that. We were trying to collect those arms now and send them to Syria for the next revolution. 
And that's what Benghazi was all about, was arms shipments. Uh, and so the United States was sending them to uh, Syria, where we were arming the Syrian rebels, which turned into ISIS. So I think the arrogance here was, we got this down. We know what we're doing now. And they were using oligarchs. And, you know, in Syria, we used ISIS. So why not use an oligarch that cuts people's heads off with chainsaws? And they got in with the government. And uh, we laundered money. And we helped uh, finance a hot war with Russia. Gee, I wonder why they might try to uh, disrupt our elections here. We're at war. You just don't know it.